What up, what up? What's good? Back at it again with a new episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 34. Bro, we had a good weekend. Good and bad weekend. Good as far as a lot of events happened, a lot of games. College football, uh, NFL, UFC, boxing. Finally got to see a quality boxing fight. You know, boxing has been gone for a long time. At least, like like we said, quality. Like I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see just some, some, uh, no disrespect, right? But I don't want to see just some randoms just in a boxing fight that doesn't catch. Not only does it not catch the general, um, not the general fan, but the uh, casual fan. But the diehards feel like it's like a slap in the face, you know? Yeah. So you're not excited for the uh, Mike Tyson and Roe Jones fight? Absolutely not. Okay. No, I was not for it. And, and we know what's crazy is that even though we're starting, this is not what we were going to start with. But <clears throat> good thing you brought that up. I don't like that they would put that as the main event and have like real prospects and decent fighters. I, I don't think that should be qualified. Well, that should be classified as an actual boxing fight. They should just add it to the, uh, what's it called? With uh, What's his name? That YouTuber? Uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, what are those called? His fights? Exhibitions or? Yeah, they're exhibitions. All yeah, of those are they, exhibitions. They should just put it in that category. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I don't want to have that as the main event, you know? Yeah. M- meaning like a guy that trains or been has been training and that's what he knows or that's all he knows in his whole life. To get to that point, you just have a YouTuber that got not overnight fame, but like quick fame, I guess you can say, and just leap over him. Yeah, and when he's been putting in the work all these years, I think that's kind of like a slap to the face, not only to the fighter but to the to the sport in, in itself. But uh, let's get started with the main thing, the main topic, the the whole vibe that's going on here in Dallas, which is none other than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we face the Seattle Seahawks. One thing about the Seahawks, I know I've said it before, I don't fear the Seahawks for some reason. Now that doesn't mean I don't have I don't give them any respect because they've earned respect. They have arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You don't fear the Seahawks because of their defense, or because their offense is a one. I don't fear Russell Wilson. The reason why I don't fear Russell Wilson is because every time we faced him, we've competed against them. That's what I mean. Like we can compete. There are certain teams that you look uh, at yeah. playing that you're just like. If the, if the Cowboys play the Chiefs, you know what time it is. If when they play Baltimore Ravens, last year you know what time them, it is. We play them at the end of the like close to the end of the season. Last year, I can't remember off the top of my head to be okay. honest. But but every time we play, not only that, but we've played them at bigger uh, like in playoffs and bigger stakes. Yeah, when the stakes are pretty high, we've yeah, beat yeah. them before. So it doesn't mean I don't appreciate and I don't respect the team. It's just that I know we can compete against that team. Yeah, and with the talent that we have. Built around our talent. quarterback, yeah, talent that we've built around our quarterback, we should be able to compete because this talent that we have here, I think, is better than the talent that we had when we beat them in the playoffs. Maybe they're not playing the part right now, but just mm-hmm. I'm talking about just straight talent, like pretty much saying it on paper. They they're more talented, but obviously that didn't show too much. But I mean, we're gonna talk about that as well. Uh, give me your take. What you think? Did you did you believe we were gonna be able to pull it off? 
just by the way we started. I thought we were going to have a chance just because their defense hasn't been the greatest. Yeah, that is true. So I was like, it's going to be a high-scoring game both ways because our defense is not the greatest either. Mm -mm. So I was like, it's going to be back-to-back, back-to-back. You think it was going to be a battle of offenses? Uh, Yeah. Right, it had to be. Had, yeah, yeah. Offenses had to come into play, and that's what it, it mostly was. Uh, but the, we just have a lot of errors on our side, a lot of penalties, and it was just disorganized. Yeah, no discipline whatsoever. But I expected. Um, I definitely did not expect to start that way. You know, a lot of ridiculous call, like the safety. What kind of call was that? I don't. I, you're at the one yard line. Why are you gonna choose to run it? Which, exactly. I mean, to me, that, that's the dumbest thing they could have done. Yeah, it's just like, why are you? That's predictable. You know, that's typical Cowboys. Like, build something. We're, I something we're else. at the goal. We're at the goal line. Safety prone. Fifty fifty chance. Yeah. If not, you know more. they're gonna load up the box and try to push us. Yeah. You know they're gonna push us back, and that's what they did. I mean, I don't see why. You would think that would be logic. Yeah. Anybody with a sense of uh, some sort of common sense would say, let's try something else. Because, it, like I said, I might have said 50-50. Maybe it could be 75-25 that we're going to get a safety. So it's kind of like... I think that was like a 90% chance that we're going to get a safety, and we did. Yeah, you got to use your, your head. You got to use your better judgment in those kind of situations. Um, but, I mean, I guess because I mean, it doesn't give you that much room to work with, that the fact that you may get, have to ask Dak to do like a four-step drop and then release and by that time they you don't have any room you're literally like between a heart uh, a rock and a hard place at that point so i mean i kind of somewhat get it but i i just don't agree with it i don't think that was the right call so we go we go down nine and nothing i think i believe in uh in a matter of nine and three oh yeah because we scored we uh, scored a field, field goal, goal first yeah excuse me but then there's nothing happening there's no momentum like it seems like nothing is going right for us Punts, missing field goals. Missing extra points. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, it's all over again. It seems like doesn't those kind of things make you feel like this is not going to be our day. Definitely our defense is not there. Um, and then our offense not showing up like that was horrible. I just think that when a game like in a game like this with a team like that that has a coach. But I think it has Carroll, a lot to do with the, with the play calling, bro. Play calling for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. So bad. Well, I mean, so predictable, so I, predictable. And I think for for a defense like the Seahawks, right now, for them to just know our every single move, yeah. our run wasn't working as much. Well, Ezekiel Elliott had thirty four yards. Exactly, our run wasn't working. If I'm not mistaken, I think this is his third consecutive game that he hasn't had a hundred yards. Well, he hasn't had a hundred yards this season. We've only played three games. Uh, keep that in mind. But he, I, this is his worst game thus far. Definitely. 30, l- he less dropped, than 50. He dropped six balls. I've always said that I don't, I've never been a fan of his, uh, he's never of been, him being targeted he's for never receiving. He's never been good at that. And, but a lot of people seem to feel like he's decent enough to be targeted. Obviously, Dak is one of them that believes he could be targeted. He had, um, he had what, 12 targets? Yeah. He had six receptions. And he had one touchdown, one rushing touchdown. But that rushing touchdown was a one-yard rush. That's it. So, I mean, that, that's not like you just broke loose and you ended up at the end zone. Point, it, point out the obvious. Ezekiel Elliott did not have a good game. He did. 
uh, Dak, for me, which is one of the guys that's very under, very uh, under the microscope when it comes to this 2020 season, just because of what he's um, quote unquote demanded or he's been asking for. So everybody in the media and everybody as a fan is pretty much looking at him, which is not fair. I think other people are also under the microscope as far as, like you said, the play calling. Kellen Moore is deeply under the microscope, for, yeah. in my opinion. Demarcus Lawrence is under the microscope, in my opinion. Supposedly he's dealing with a, a knee injury. A knee injury, and I think I heard that he changed his stance, uh, the way that he posts up, because of uh, because the injury. Yeah, he cannot. He cannot go like go, get uh, get on go, his stance. Go to the go to the ground. Uh-huh. So he has to do it like standing up. And I think that's been like change switching up and that you know just switching up forms changes your whole game plan completely. So that might have something to do with it. Uh, we might need some time for him to readjust and then see where this goes on. But yeah, definitely he has not been productive at all. He definitely hasn't been productive. And you can compare, and, and I hate to be the one to compare because I hate comparisons to, some, uh, to a degree. But a guy that has been out of football for five years has more more tackles and sacks than he does. And you just got paid. Mm-hmm. Your work, your your on about Alden Smith. Alden Smith has been out for five years. He was a beast. When he came into the league, people were arguing he was going to be a Hall of Famer. But yet he went through some personal issues, uh, drug issues, and he that kept him off the field. But now returning, I didn't expect so much from him. Even though a lot of people were praising him in the L.A. Rams game. I wasn't so impressed. I like I said here, I've said it before uh, on a previous episode, saying he didn't he didn't pop out of my screen. But in this one, he for sure was making was causing havoc out there. Not as like complete domination like you would say like a Aaron Donald where we faced him in week one, but he was holding his own for a guy that's been out for five years. I mean, keep that in mind. But Demarcus Lawrence, I don't know, bro. It's I hate the fact that, and I'm a firm believer in saying, I heard this from Shannon Sharp. He said, you limp into the season, you limp out the season. So him limping into the season coming in, um, it's very concerning. Concerning at, at the fact that we're we're so thin in in defensive, in the defensive line, also in the backfield. Who would be his backup? To put him, um, to be honest, I have no clue who you would put up there. To be able to maybe, oh, you know what? I don't know if he plays the same position. I don't know if he could switch sides, but uh, not Alden Smith. Everson Griffin. Okay. That we just got from the Minnesota Vikings. I think his best position is at defensive end, and they don't have him at defensive end. So maybe that could be a key point. If Demarcus Lawrence is maybe out this week, I think, or, if, I think if they try to con- like I guess rest him up or see if he'll heal better, put somebody else in his position. I mean, it's better to have somebody healthy than somebody limping. That is true because you never you know that they're not a threat out there in the field. It's not only for uh, us, yeah, as uh, uh, or at least for Cowboy personnel and, and the staff. 
but the opponents. Yeah. If they know he's dealing with an, uh, a nick or a, 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 an injury, you know you don't have that much con- to be concerned about coming from that side. But the way everything played out, I just think, and this is, call it biased, call it, um, call it what you want. But to me, this season, even though there's been, there's room for criticism there. In these three games, Dak Prescott has been our best player. Just making it happen. Making it happen. As far as when you're, because this is the thing, they say you don't win games if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't go for over 100 yards. And it's arguable. It's debatable. It can be debated because you can you can argue that we should have lost the Atlanta game. We should have. And I can argue we should have won this game. We should have. So it's it, it's any it's debatable, but the fact that our record is one and two, it is what it is. You take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. You know the good, bad, and ugly. So, do you blame uh, Dak Prescott for the safety? No. We we spoke about the play calling. Yeah, play calling. But, but I mean, at the same... It, but shouldn't he be smart enough to not run that play? To audible? Yeah. At this point... Four years in the you season. Cannot, you cannot four win. Four years in, you should know by now. You cannot start the you cannot start the game like that. That is true. But when you have a running back like Ezekiel Elliott, you expect him to get over the line. Minimum. With the guy that, that, that powerful, dominating the league, and I put that on air, in air quotes... And you cannot give me a yard. I expect you at least minimum to give me a yard. Yeah. But I mean, that like I said, that day it wasn't his night. Yeah. It well, wasn't his night at all. To and, me, I mean, he's been throwing a whole bunch of yards, but to me, it looks like empty yards. If they ain't winning games, it doesn't make it doesn't count. Okay. Two interceptions could have been three. He Two. got lucky with that one that went right to the chest of that uh, defensive player. Jumped up, Gallup had a chance at it. That's true, but he got a chance at it. But and then he had a fumble. He did have a fumble. So that's two turn, three turnovers, alone. But what about all the all the drops that Ezekiel Elliott had? Exactly. You, you, why, th- you why, think that could have been? If you know those mistakes were you, more. If you know that he is not good at the catch at the uh, at the catch game, bro, stop stop playing. He he was back to back to back to back. Who's more to blame? The guy that put it in his chest in between the numbers he put or the it, guy that didn't catch it? He put it in, like, in the back of his head a couple times. All, majority of the balls were catchable. The The game that we were getting, uh, shit, Michael Gallup had 138 yards, Cedric Wilson 107 yards, Omari Cooper had 86 yards, CeeDee Lamb had 65. If that was working, why didn't you stick to that? That started working later on because they only had six targets. Schultz had six targets. Lamb had six targets. Cooper had 12. He caught nine. Cedric Wilson had seven. He caught five. Ellie had 12. He caught six. That's where the number drops. You want to feed the guy that if, if his running game is not working, okay, let's try the passing game. Maybe that'll work. Maybe that'll give you some yards. Because at the end of the day, this guy just got a contract. And there's bonuses in there. There's um, incentives in there that you have to reach. And they're good friends. So, obviously, he's going to be looking out for him. If I can feed you one way, 
I'll do that. But if it's not working, I can do it a different way. But you can only do so much. If it's not your game, it's not your game. But then after that, he started picking it up, started targeting Schultz more, started targeting Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, someone I've never heard of. Cedric Wilson. He's, I think he's, I think it's his third year in the league, uh, but he was clutch. And he was, supposedly he's been practicing with uh, Dak. So, so that's 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 something good. But back to your point about what did you say? Empty yards. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, Cedric Wilson had two touchdowns, and that was uh, one of them was I think in the first half. The second one was like in the second half, I believe. So I mean, I mean, we should have just kept to the to the passing game. Like I don't know if, if it's fear. Um, you got to understand, we are a run first team. We need to change that. If we have too many receivers that are a one. Why do we? Why are we a run first team? That is true, but at the same time, if I we are, if we already know that uh, Zeke's production is uh, slowly slanting and slowly slowing down, why are we going back to it? I agree that there's there's changes needed to be made, and I honestly can make the argument or and a debate can be had to say that he's more effective on third down running the ball than he is on first down. So I would rather uh, pass first. Pass the ball, spread the ball around, get the get the backfield tired of guarding all these all these weapons out here, and then you feed Zeke. You know how hard it is to handle Zeke on the third down when you're guarding two yards with your life? Even though he couldn't get one yard, but that's one game. So now we, we've got to move on to the next game. I don't believe these were empty yards. I believe Dak did everything he could to win. He put the team on his back and went AWOL, 470 yards? Yeah, you can't be mad sense. at that. Well, it's 400, 472, 472 yards, three touchdowns. You're not supposed to lose. You're not, it doesn't make sense. Russell Wilson had 315 and five touchdowns. Yeah. And who was he throwing to? No running game. But he, he had. Was, he was throwing to Metcalf and Lockett all day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those was, two were wide open all day. I don't see why they can't touch him. At the end of the day. Like we we started the the podcast saying our backfield is not that good, uh, we and when I say the backfield, I am not talking about Trayvon Diggs. He is on a level of his own. Like he is the only one that's apart from when we speak backfield. He was able to, he was able to save us from one touchdown. Bro, he was he was on it. Yeah. He he was making tackles. He's everywhere. He's only one guy. At the end of the day, he's a rookie. He was overworked this game, though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can only do so much. Him and Jalen Smith are being overworked, in my opinion, because they don't have that much help. They don't have safety help, and Jalen Smith doesn't have his right-hand man. Neither does he have Sean Lee, or neither does he have Van Der Esch. You think it's time to pull the trigger on Earl Thomas? I've been said that. They need to do it. They have to. I didn't want. I didn't want it before because of the drama that he could bring. But man, bring the drama. Yeah, you got. As long to. as you can put in the work, bring the drama. I don't care. Yeah, at this point, like I said, Jerry Jones has signed worse. I mean, at this point, you have too much talent to let it go to waste. You add Earl Thomas. You're gonna have some games uh, up until Sean Lee comes back. I think Sean Lee would be a big add, but hold up until you're you're healthy. I don't want you to be prematurely come back. Because you could hurt us more than you can help us if you're just a body out there. Because at this point right now, that's all we have out there. It's just bodies. For me, Trayvon Diggs, is it too early? It definitely is too early. But is it fair for me me to say Trayvon Diggs has the potential to be the next Jalen Ramsey? 
It is too soon, definitely. But I'm saying, is it fair to compare him with that talent that he's done? And he's a rookie. He's he def- stands he's out. Definitely putting in the work. He separates himself from everybody else, and he's going in. Like, I mean, I get it. He doesn't have enough help. Like, uh-huh. there's not a lot he can do, and he can't do it all by himself. But with the small sample size that we've seen thus far, with the Atlanta game being put up against Julio, being put up against um, Calvin Ridley. This game, getting put up against Metcalf, Lockett, doing all this, to me, I mean, he's doing, he's holding his own. Yeah. And I think he has potential to go that far. For me, I think Dak did everything he could, 31 to 38 final score. In my opinion, I believe we could have won that game. Should have won that game. Should have won that game. And I said it from the beginning, I do not fear the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a competitive team. They definitely are. You cannot take that away from them. What do you they think have... about Russell Wilson being the MVP candidate as thus far? Um, He's the one with the best record right now. I, to me, the best right now, hands down, and it's not even close. Petra Mahomes. Absolutely. But th- he's over. Yards, I think yards and touchdowns. And he doesn't. Well, he has two. Okay. Oh, I have a good one. He has two A one receivers. I don't. I don't trust uh, Greg Olson that much anymore. Okay, let me put you, let me put it to you like this, right? Seattle has had three games. Mm-hmm. Three, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, has Patrick Mahomes. They faced Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They faced the Cowboys. Who am I missing? I'm missing one more team. I think it was Miami. No, no, the Falcons, the Patriots. The Patriots. Bro, that's a good defensive team. Would you say any of those teams are A1? As critical as you've been of the Cowboys, you know where we stand. I think the toughest as, game that they had, probably the Patriots. And you've seen Atlanta. So you know what they are. Atlanta knows how to lose games. And but they are, bro, don't don't underestimate Atlanta's offense. They ball out. They can, but. They, they ball out. Their defense is, is giving away games. But yet they're 0-3. Because their defense gives away games. See, the thing is, Atlanta is similar to the Cowboys. They have a whole bunch of offense power. But they don't have no no defense. Mm-hmm. They lose games when they have 20-point leads, 16-point leads. They just give them away. So the, are, the, the, the thing is, the Cowboys start from behind always. Which is kind of good, like I it's said. It's not I, good. I, I dislike that about Dak Prescott. That's one of the things that I hate the most about Dak. Oh, it's now his, his fault. So this no, I just, I just, him. I just dislike that he doesn't turn up the heat unless he's from behind. Yeah, that is. I mean, I get that. I dislike I that, that because. But do you like the fact that he does? One thing is being behind and not turning up the heat at all, and you just staying on medium. And one thing is just balling out, trying to get you into the game, trying to hope motivate like his team. I don't like that because we're one and two right now. We are one and two. Exactly. So what does that mean? So we, it's we, his fault we now. lose close games because he starts late. He starts. He, he starts. He, late. he he he. We are not a one man team. You got to put that in perspective. We are not a one. I understand the defense does their problems, has their issues, but he cannot put points on the board. Thirty-one points is not a lot. Yeah, but he starts till the second half. Doesn't matter when you start. It doesn't matter if you start or you finish. You win the game or you didn't win the game. Didn't you just say? Does it matter when? uh, I'm talking. All you matter is dubs. Dubs is the only thing that matters. So if he wins the game and he starts late, who wins the game? Yards or or points on the board? Points on the board. Okay. He That's doesn't put points obvious. on the board. He puts a lot. He puts thirty-one up a points. Lot. He puts up a lot of yards. Yeah, but he starts whenever they're ahead. Your question was, he does not put points on the board. He doesn't. Thirty-one points is 
31 points. I cannot count 31 points why, with, why, with two hands. Why did he put up 31 points? Because we were behind. So he doesn't... We were 9-3. So he put up a touchdown. And, and then after that, he slowed down again. He was 30, just playing catch-up. 30 points against Seattle. Good team. 30 no, points. No 30, defense. 30 points. We don't we don't we don't decide that. All we know is that he plays on offense. He can't and, and even though he gets blamed that's for the what, defense. That's what I'm saying. He I'm, what I'm saying is that he's lucky he puts up them points because those are teams that have no defense. Seattle okay. didn't have a defense. No. Uh Seattle? Nah, yeah, you could you can argue that. Yeah. The only thing they stopped the only person they stopped really was Zeke because they knew we were gonna use him. Yeah. The fifty percent of the time. So I mean, the only defense that he has played uh, good against the Rams. The Falcons, no defense. Okay. And he got lucky with that game. Okay, so you can argue Seattle got lucky with this game then? No, they're a better offensive team. So we were a better mental, mental, mentally tough team against Atlanta. See, if you're going to make an argument that we should have lost the Atlanta game, you could easily make an argument that we should have won this Seattle game. Easy. Because you're using the narrative that we should have lost because of the outcome of how it ended in the second half. For the Cowboys, and I can argue in this game, if Zeke doesn't drop all those balls, we could be more far more up the field. If he does get out of the out of the backfield and gets he gets you a yard, we don't get that safety. If our kicker doesn't miss two damn free uh, uh, field goals, those are extra points. Th- if that's Dak not, doesn't throw that's two not, picks and drops one ball, one pick was at the end of doesn't halftime. Turn, doesn't turn out. Doesn't turn the the ball over. One pick was before halftime. Doesn't count. The second one, you saw what he did to stay up we, before. Before we don't need that. We don't. That's that's what is that, that his that's fault? A, that's exactly my point with Dak. Is that his fault? We is that the offensive him, line's fault? We don't need him to turn up the heat in the second quarter. We need him to turn up the heat from the beginning. Okay. Okay. I I like he that. Has, he I, has. I like what you said. I like what you said. In the first quarter, it's impossible for him to get a, a scoring drive. It's and, hard. It's super hard for him. Okay. I'm happy you said that. You said you would rather him have start from the beginning and and keep it going, right? Yeah. Okay. And I I don't mean to switch the subject. I just want to I compare. already know where this is going. I, I already know compare. where this is going. I already know why you got to bring my boy so into this. So keep the same energy. So when Luca freezes or gets or loses himself or disappears in the second half of a basketball game, what 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 have I always said? He, so are you going to keep the same energy that you keep with Dak with him? Exactly. I do. I've no, you do have. not. I've always have. The, your he argument needs to, he is... He needs to improve in that. He's in the second year in the league. He needs to improve that. He doesn't play defense. I okay. get it. But the thing is, he's not the only one scoring points here. Who? Luca. He's not the only one in charge of scoring points. But yet you make it seem like Dak is the problem here. When my guy... When I'm, Dak, not saying, I'm not saying Dak is 100% the problem. I'm just saying I dislike that he starts late mm-hmm. in football... Once you lose, you're not scoring one point. You're scoring seven at a time. Yeah, but when, at the same time, you're, the, you're 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 turning up the heat when it matters the most. Yeah, but you don't. When it matters the most, last, I would rather him do this in the week, second he half turned than up, in the first. Last half. week he turned up the heat after we're down by twenty. He, he, are you are you just gonna skip by what the defense completely did, leaving dudes wide open? How many open open of looks course, did they have? I get that the defense is bad on their own. That's a different part of the team. But when you're in charge of the offense, why can't you score one point? Why can't you get us up to field goal position? 
We did, and we got there, and we got two missed field goals. Are you going to talk about that? Are you talking about how he had 472 yards? Those those are not empty calories. They're going somewhere. He had three touchdowns. The receivers. I'm looking at the receivers right here. They have six receptions, five receptions, 107 yards, 138 yards, 86 yards, 65 yards. They're going somewhere. So somebody is doing their job. But then I look at this guy over here and I see 34 yards per carry, two yards. I mean, 34 yards, two yards per carry, a one-yard touchdown. But then I see Dak running for for 24 yards, no, 26 yards, and he was running for four yards each carry, 4.3 yards per carry, and your guy was running for 2.4 yards per carry. How is the quarterback running more than the than the running back that just got paid $90 million? I don't know. You're supposed to be giving me $90 million worth of reasons why you're number one. Is, is that dominating the league? I'm just saying. And, and you were comparing, and think about this, we're comparing a fourth-round pick. This guy is a fourth-round pick, and he leads the league in passing yards. I'm just saying, let's put this in perspective and address everything. This is me being objective. I did not like that last play to finish the game. Why? I did like the 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 willingness, the grit that he showed moving out of the pocket, staying up, and trying to keep the play alive. But I think he threw it prematurely. I give you that. He threw it prematurely. I did not like when he threw it because you escaped the pocket and you had just a little bit of more time that you should have been able to read where your receivers were to where they can get at least a two yards or a yard separation where you can put it in their hands. But you threw it prematurely to where it got picked off. Uh-huh. I give you that. That's probably one of my biggest problems that I that I feel like he threw it before. I think he panicked and he threw it before it should have been thrown. Can you give me that? That's just me being objective. I wish you would do that with your boy. But, I mean, as far as that goes, we there is things that we need to work on. A lot of things that we need to work on. With that being said, we have the Browns next week. Uh-huh. Which is kind of... I think that's. I think that will be an easier game, though. I hear a lot of people say that, but please because, explain to me why. Okay. They're they're. Uh, I want to say that their passing game is not that great. They have Odell, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. And you don't believe in Jarvis Landry? He's all right. Austin Hooper. They're all right, but and they're Joku? but they're not Lockett and Metcalf. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Kareem Hunt and Jim Chubb is all they have right now. And I think our our defense has been able to slow down the rushing, but they haven't been able to stop anybody or tackle anybody in the secondary. So I think if we just uh, pressure and stop, and stop as long as we stop Kareem, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and just play mediocre defense, the, the Cowboys should have a, a decent shot at winning this one. Oh, man. I wish I could say the same, bro. I really do. But obviously their defense is a little bit better than the Seahawks. It's going to come down to this to me, in my I, opinion. I don't think I don't think uh Zeke will get 100 this this week. Either. You do not believe that. No. You think their defense is just that powerful? No, not that wear. powerful, but I think they they're they're decent against uh against running backs. I give you that um as far as um Zeke being stopped because like I said we're a run first team so when you build a game plan for the cowboys 
anybody else can beat us, not him. 21 has to be put out. We don't have a line. Is That's kind of like, good point. Good point. We failed to touch on that. Our line is falling apart. Yeah. It's completely falling apart. So you can't put all the blame on my boy when there's a lot of key factors around it. Okay. I can make the same argument that my boy is not getting enough time to get the read off. I understand that. And that's why, to me, I prefer you use Zeke to block. Exactly. I was saying that during the game. Give him a little bit more time to throw the ball. Use Schultz if you have to. And Blake Bell. Two tight ends. And use Blake use, Bell. And you have Tony Pollard if you need to run. If you, or a pass. Yeah. Because he's better he's, at he's, pass catch. He's great with pass catch. Yes. So that's creativity. I mean, if we see that, I don't see how Kellen Moore cannot see that. Or Mike McCarthy can't see that. You need to be more creative. You have plenty of weapons. I just don't believe you're not using them in the right way. With Atlanta, they did use that method. They did use Blake Bell. They did use Schultz to block yeah. when Tyron Smith went out. And Atlanta's line was trash, so, I mean, you really didn't need that. But our just, line was decent enough. Our line, our offensive line was just as, as, as bad as their defensive line. But just the thought of saying, I'm going to get these two tight ends to block the left side. That's cool. Just use them for blocking. Use that. I, don't, I didn't see that against Seattle. I didn't see that kind of uh, creativity coming out of our offensive coach or our, our head coach. That kind of worries me because somewhat it feels like they're not in tune together. They're not. So if you're not in tune together. I don't know if they're still having Zoom meetings. They're showing up at these games like if they're having a Zoom game. There has to be some sort of understanding when it comes to game planning. And I understand this is Mike McCarthy's first season. But you're in the big hot seat if you lose to the to, is to, your to the Browns. Uh, I think it was longer than that. I think it was four years. Yeah. Uh, but you can fact check me if you want. But I, it's very tough for me to say that we're going to beat the Browns. Just at the fact of their offensive power, the offensive power, the defenses that they have. I'm not saying their defense is the best, but they're competitive. They can compete. And I feel like Baker Mayfield is coming back home. He's coming to coming to Texas. And... I believe he's playing with a chip on his shoulder just because the all was expected from Dak is is more to me more expected from Baker Mayfield because you're talking about the first overall pick and plenty of weapons and he may have a little bit of a advantage because of his coaching changes of his constant coaching changes but it's very hard it's going to come down to the wire I believe it's going to be close it's going to be a close game it's going to be a battle I wouldn't be surprised if Dak has another one of these games, like another 400-yard game, 300-yard game. Because I feel like in every situation, Dak gets put in the in the position Five to, years. Maybe that fifth option is like team option. Like you give him four, and you can choose to bring him back on that fifth option. I mean, I could be absolutely wrong. Don't mind us. This is the We Could Be Wrong podcast. But... I believe it's going to come down to Dak trying to do it again. And it's going to be a stretch. And I believe him, put some. I'm going to put some some pressure on him. Dak, Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy all need to be in one. Yeah. To be able to come up with the game plan to be able to stop this team and beat this team. And be more creative with the weapons that you have. There should be no reason why we shouldn't be putting up 30-plus points. We should be putting more than that. Yeah, it should be. 30 is like minimum 
to me with this kind of offense. You gotta give you, you gotta be rolling. Cedric Wilson was amazing. I hope we see more of him. Yeah. I hope we see more of him because now that's another weapon that you get. Yeah, yeah. You could rotate him and CeeDee Lamb and yeah. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb is definitely doing his thing. Yeah. He's still a rookie. They're both hella quick though. I like I like what I see. Even though I've seen him in Oklahoma, but I just feel like he feeds off of all the talent that's there. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like he's he's um how can I say this? He doesn't seem too too uh, starstruck, I guess you can say, yeah. of being in the in, in the in the lights. Like I heard uh, somebody say, when they got to the league for the first year, like they were all he he was in awe of everything that was going on. Like, damn, I really made it to the league, you know? Like he's looking around, he's seeing the audience, seeing the lights, and then he hears somebody saying, "Hey, uh, focus, you know, this is a game. It's not you're gonna, like we're all here, but we need you to focus now." And I don't, I don't think he's phased by that. I think he's locked in on what he needs to do and and executes. Uh, he's had a couple of mishaps here and there, a uh, little short route, but it's a rookie. Yeah. I mean, you, it, definitely it's, him getting him getting used to just being on that field and then also new plays. Getting uh, coach, coached by a new coach, being with a new quarterback, brand new. It's it's uh, it's normal. It's not. It's nothing to be. Ashamed about nothing to put your head down about. But I believe it's going to be a close game. I mean, if the Bengals were able to put 30 on, on the Browns, I think we should be able to put 40 on them. That is true, but they have Joe Burrow. And I know he's a rookie, but he's the first overall pick. Yeah. First overall picks, it's very easy. I don't, under, I don't, I don't underestimate Joe Burrow, but it is a new team. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a little bit more... Uh, I don't want to say nerve wracking, but uh, I guess they're they're good. he's getting it together. You know, like he's still in that working it out, the feel out process. Yeah, I mean, but they got him. They got the guy. Yeah, like they got the red rifle the hell out of there, and they put in somebody that. Well, hopefully, we get to see the red rifle. This hey, weekend. he went from one bench to the next. All right. Um. Okay. Well, let's hope for a win. I. What do you say? Win. It has to be a win. I think if uh, Joe Burrow, you know, with a new team, can put 30, 30 points on them, I think us with the weapons that Dak has, he should be able to put 40. I mean. And win. Yeah. And let me say this. 21 cannot have 34. Cannot have 34 yards. Well, We need more than that. You, he, he can't have 100 yards every game and then He's, you pass for – 400 yards every game too. Yeah, you can't. You got to think about it. You doesn't the math doesn't add, the math doesn't add up. Okay. I just need you to uh stand out. I mean, he I want to say he tried, but that line was just not letting him go nowhere. Our line wasn't blocking and creating no holes for him and they they predict him. Every time anybody goes against us, they know run first. They know they know our place. Okay. So, he he's too predictable. It is too predictable, but he's a ninety million dollar running back. I expect more. I'm sorry, that's just what it is. We expect we expect more. You're talking. You're dominating the league. Well, go dominate. If you, if that's why it's not good to talk. I mean, first two games were good. This was just the the. But that's all I'm comparing. That's this was, it. This was the one game that Dak threw for almost 500 yards. So obviously he didn't get the he didn't get the the receptions like he normally does. Mm-hmm. I just need more. 
That's it. I just we didn't we didn't have the ball in our hands also as as much as we usually do. Uh, we kept handing it over. Uh, but I mean, apparently that's not a big factor. No, I mean, you only lost by a score. Easily could have won the game. Exactly. So I I believe Dak will be able to. He should be able to pull us through. What's, but what was what's tougher to you? What's tougher? Two picks in, in the fumble? Or Zeke not being able to get the yards that you want him to get? Uh, Zeke not being able to get the yards. You're okay with the two picks? In yeah, the because the two picks didn't they didn't convert to scores. They But they convert to us not having the ball. Yeah, but one like I said, one was at halftime, one was at the end of the game. So it's not like they got the ball back and they ended up running it true, down our throats. True, true, true. So, I mean, this is me. Call it what you want. Call it a... Uh, cowboy biased. I just believe in Dak. I just believe he can get it done. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm taking a dub for for the Cowboys. You cannot go one and three. Yeah, like you I cannot, said. Yeah, you cannot go one and three. So I'm predicting a dub, and let's hope for the best. At this point, at yeah. this point, pick up some momentum, and and try to hope for the best. We should be able to win. We should be. Speaking of wins, I told you. That this season was going to be very, very, very critical for Lamar Jackson. I said, did they? I had asked you in a previous episode, I said, with them assigning him the number one player in the NFL's top 100 list, does that put unnecessary pressure on Lamar Jackson? And you said no. I said, I think they put too much pressure on him. One, there was already pressure on him because he hadn't won a playoff. playoff game. Two, there was no expectations last year. He was, um, what do they call it? Uh, a sensation. Something that just happened to happen. They, every year there's that team. One year it was the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Out of any team. You know, the Jaguars. They were something to see. Uh, a Cinderella story, you can call that it. That was whenever they had Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, yeah. Yeah. And now Patrick Mahomes gets number four. Number four in the top 100 list. The year before, he wins the NFL, I mean, regular season MVP, gets ranked number four. Understandable, you're new. and But you get the MVP, potential there. Next season, you win the Super Bowl. And you win the the Super Bowl MVP. NFL's top 100 list comes out, you're number four. That makes you feel a certain type of way. Meaning, you're doubting me. You're questioning what I can do. Mm. You see a, a new toy, doesn't mean you don't like the new toy. Every time you get a toy, you always add one new to your collection, but sometimes yeah. you get you give it that new toy a little, just a little bit more attention than the rest. Up until the new toy comes in, and then you're looking at that one, and, and so on and so forth. And that's why I feel like they did with Lamar Jackson. Everybody was so left in awe that he can run the ball so good. He can throw the ball. Did he improve throwing the ball? Going into this game, those conversations were emerging of what could happen. First of all, let's let's just put this out there. This is the new Tom Brady versus uh, versus, uh, Peyton Manning. Because these guys are going to see each other for... God willing, for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that are going to be talked about coming out of the AFC. Is it going to be Lamar or is it going to be Patrick? 
there's obviously going to be some other ones that could be disrupt and disruptive in in that conversation but these guys uh, separate themselves from the rest he's lost prior to this game he had lost twice already to Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm how did Lamar Jackson look to you? Just a lot of weight on that jersey now. A lot. Not only are you the favorite, one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl, but you're facing a guy that's arguably, 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 excuse me, the best player in the league. Right now? Yeah. You can argue that. Some people Some people are a, a Russell Wilson guy. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Russell Wilson is a, a hell of a player, a hell of a quarterback. There's some people that may say they want to start a franchise with him because he's got the leadership, he's got the game, all the intangibles. But me, that guy right there, Patrick, 15. Patrick Mahomey. He's the truth. Definitely. He's the truth. So how did Lamar look to you? He yeah. looked like his girlfriend had just broken up with him. <laughs> it looked like he was playing his it, it the, looked the like guy he, that took his girl. Like he was trying to run and had nowhere to run. I don't understand. Nowhere that. to hide. Don't you think that's kind of predictable? Since we were talking about predictability. Yeah. You cannot yeah, expect yeah, yeah. to do the same thing that you were doing the year before. You know, you gotta switch it up as as well. We're Definitely. talking about creativity. Definitely. They they have a film on you now. He only threw for ninety seven yards. Career low, I believe. Yeah. Um, that's bad. Uh, especially knowing that this is the guy that they're going to be comparing you Took to. Took four sacks. For, for, for the majority. I think he didn't have enough uh, completions. His completion, his whole stat line was Almost horrible. 50%. 15 out of 28. They stopped, they stopped him from running. There was some occasion, there was some burst where he got away, but. That was early in the first quarter. They were like, all right, so he's going to do the same thing. Then they. Caught on to his game. But Patrick Mahomes just looked elite in that. That's an elite team. He's definitely an elite team, but I think he's just he just does whatever he wants out there. And at one point, I don't know if you saw this or if if you caught it, but I honestly thought he was counting his touchdowns. Um, if you don't mind checking how many touchdowns he had, I can't. Four. Okay. So he's leaving the 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 field and he's doing the count. For and I'm thinking he's counting his touchdowns, but he's talking about he was ranked number four. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm ranked number four. You keep believing that. You keep looking at these lists. You keep looking at these lists, saying you're ranked. This is your rank. This is who you are. Sometimes uh, ranks can lie to you, bro. You know, like when we saw the the first team all uh, all NBA. Why do you have to go into that? I'm just saying. You know me. But anyways, it kind of puts in perspective, like, he felt that. You know? He felt the frustration. He felt that he should have been number one. Anybody with a pair of eyes could have said he was number one. Even though you said you didn't have a problem with Lamar Jackson being number one. Yeah. You want to elaborate that? I don't. Do you change it now? I don't. I know who number one is. Dak. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, bro. He's not even top 10 for me. <laughs> um, to me, is for this season. Okay. Thus for, far, for these for three this, games. I'm not talking about overall 
in NFL history, none of that. I'm just talking about this season. Since it started to now, Russell Wilson and then Patrick Mahomes, number two. Oh, so, you, so you're liking uh, Russell? Over. I've always I've always respected Russell's game. He 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 plays amazing. Okay. No matter what, but I mean, I have to I have to give it to Kansas. They struggled last week. Uh, they did before with a rookie quarterback. They were more diverse. The thing is that Baltimore is a is is pretty much Lamar Jackson, twenty four seven. He wants to run the ball. He wants to control the game. He wants to run the ball all game. But that's not like he doesn't have any weapons either. He does. He does have weapons. The problem is he's not using them correctly. Would you say? Mm-hmm. You you would blame it on him? Do you blame it on on the coach? I don't know what it is. Because they were they were great last year. And he went so far as to say the Chiefs are their kryptonite. You think that's something you should have kept inside instead of putting it out there for the public to hear? Nah, I mean, just you know, this is getting to the Chiefs locker room and saying they 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 have it in their minds that they can't beat us. So, obviously, if this is supposed to be your biggest competition, what does that say when you put that out there? Like, oh, he, we already beat them before the game even started, if we're going into the next game. So, they're already mentally shut down to kind of, like, process a loss in their mind. And that's not something you want to do. You want to believe, like, okay, you got, you got us this time. We'll, we'll catch you on the rebound. I feel like that's what he meant. That lately they've been their kryptonite. But he's, I mean, he's going to try to go out there oh, and yeah. beat him. There's no way he's not going to try. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if you saw him running, he was trying. But, I mean, that running didn't get far. But not only that, you could see the frustration in his face. Yeah. And that's very odd to see from Lamar. He's always playing, like, happy. Like, the game comes to him. He's, like, probably, like, two, three steps ahead of the, the, the opposite defensive line uh, of their of the opponent. And this, he, he knew he was going up against. But that number one, it was, it was too heavy. It was very heavy. Yeah. So I just think he, I just think uh, Patrick Mahomes pretty much put it on notice. Like, yeah, I'm the guy. Yeah, definitely he made it known. And his fiance did too. What do you mean? You saw the Twitter? I did not see that. That she was like, uh, and they're going to keep uh, ranking you number four. That's what, that's what she said? Yeah, let me actually uh, give you put the, it out the actual. That is crazy. I mean, you can see they were just as appalled when they saw the rankings as everybody was. Who who couldn't who in their right mind could see that and say that's 100% accurate? I don't believe that was accurate. Anybody that I was spoken to, they didn't believe that unless you were a Ravens fan, obviously. You don't have a problem with it, but that is just ridiculous. How do you win the Super Bowl the year before? I mean, the year and the year before you win MVP and you end up in the same place. I just don't understand that. But he made it be known uh-huh. that it was what, and, and the plays that Andy Reid was calling. You want to talk about a Picasso painting? Bro, that dude is something else when it comes to calling plays. That's the kind of creativity we need. That's the kind of guy that goes into the offseason creating something new. Just because something works one season does not mean it's going to work the next season. You got to be two steps ahead of the next man. When you try to get on my level, 
I already know. I already know how to get here and to the next level already. Stay ahead. You gotta stay ahead. That's when. That's what's needed for at least from a Cowboy fan standpoint. Yeah, she said no. Let them keep ranking him number four in the league. We love it. She hit them with that. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a. I guess it's not a, a like a big big deal because it's a it's a list that's from the players. Yeah, the players are the ones that are voting. So favoritism basically go, takes a lot into it. Yeah, you see the guy that's probably going to beat you at the that already beat you. Yeah, and it's probably going to beat you this year too. But I think those uh those lists and those votes go in during Pro Bowl, so mm. the Super Bowl hasn't happened yet. So no, but I mean he's had. Amazing seasons. Yeah, he definitely has. But you know where he stands. Everybody knows where he stands. Chiefs, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to go see 15. It's just it's just what it is. You're going to have to go see him. Um, Let's move on from football. Before we can move on from football, bro, Texas had a crazy game. The Longhorns, they drove me crazy over the weekend. I think I lost a couple years of life mm. just watching them. And can you imagine something. him and Cowboys? Yeah. That's not a good combination. Back to back. That's not a good combination. But the good thing is that they came off with a win. Oh, you took that L. Yep. Took that L. Let That's me say good. it one more time. They took that L. And two weeks, we get to see Red River. This week, we see uh, uh, Texas TCU. We're hoping for a win because we cannot go against OU needing a win. Um, so, or needed needing... Uh, to stay alive because one, if you don't know college football, you lose one game, your your season is pretty much in the in the rocks. So USC two hundred and fifty three happened this week, yeah, uh, the, over the weekend. Very high, very very anticipated main event, but not only that, very anticipated co main event, and um, there was a couple fighters from uh, from from Australia. They were part of uh, Adesanya's camp that also fought on the undercard. But we'll get to that in a minute. So the Coleman event was Dominic Reyes versus Jan Wachowicz. And I know, in the, I know in the last podcast I said I didn't know how to pronounce his name. Um, and I tend to pride myself on pronunciation. I think pronunciation is very important um, because I would want somebody to pronounce my name correctly, right? Um. So, yeah, so he fought Jan Wachowicz, and, bro, going into the fight, you, you thought Dominic was going to win. I chose Dominic I, to I win. I thought so, too. I thought but we also said, Wachowicz is not a bum. He got here for a reason. He's been on a win streak. He was supposed to fight John Jones next. But due to circumstances, he ended up fighting Dominic Reyes. Yeah. Now, were you shocked at the result? I didn't, I didn't expect Dominic Reyes to get dominated the way he did. That's crazy, right? Yeah. It's maybe because he hasn't gotten dominated at this point. And hopefully, he, looked, he looked smaller than last time. I don't know if, if there's... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he, he, yeah he, he definitely did look smaller. Because he definitely made John look way... Smaller. No, no, John looked big. John looked bigger than, 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 than Dominic, Dominic Reyes. To it, me, he looked like a machine. He looked, he looked similar to, to Acosta. Oh, okay. Well, he definitely looks thinner to me. To you? To um, in this fight. 
Diamond Lee Reyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. is a beast. His monster. He's a huge guy. Yeah. He's yeah. A big that, guy. That's what I mean. Can you imagine the power he packs? The, yeah. Um, that leg kick, that body shot. Oh, bro! I, I think he broke him. I think that that hurt him bad. Yeah, that was that was that was a bad way to start the fight. Yeah, he wore that. He definitely wore that. I I started seeing him backtrack, and I see hit the back, um, the back of his uh, of his like shoulder blade, and it's just. I said, "What the hell is that?" And yeah, yeah, he was wearing that. Amazing. And then after that, just breaking him, kicks. I, I I expected a little bit more. Was there any ribs broken in that on that kick? From what I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if it was. There was definitely some dead skin in there. Yeah. Because, boy, that I think that might be one of the hardest kicks I've ever witnessed as far as damage. We'll get to the main event in a little bit. Yeah. And those were some kicks. But this, to leave a print like that, and then to go down, you get rocked. Would you say, would you say it might have been a weight cut issue? Because just the way he was hit and the way he fell kind of looks like the equilibrium got a little knocked. Huh. And he felt he felt kind of sort of like the other people that have gotten knocked out in a similar way. And every time they've been asked, they say it was the weight cut. And it's very easy to knock off the equilibrium. So am I, I want to say that, but I don't want to take away the win that, that Yamahovich did. Oh no, that was a fair win to me. Yeah, he got him pretty solid. Um, and now you got a new lightweight heavy, heavyweight champion of the world. Fair to say, I hope he gives him a rematch, but maybe it'd be too soon. Too soon. I don't know if you want to go jump right into him, because a lot of people tend to make that mistake. Maybe you want to have a tune-up fight, or not even a tune-up fight, but just an in-between fight. Not just a tune-up to, to get your confidence up, but somebody that matches up well with you. So, like I said, Jan Mahovic, the new lightweight heavy, heavyweight champion of the world. And then you move on to the main event. Ezra Adesanya, Paulo Costa. Me, I chose Paulo Costa. Mm-hmm. And that's not to... Uh, just, I, I said it before. I'm a fan of it, Adesanya. But I feel like he wasn't... Ready for Costa. The fact that Costa's constant pressure, his yeah. power is ridiculous. He can kick black belt jiu-jitsu. So he has the total package. But that's not what we saw. We saw complete domination from Israel Adesanya. I think he tried to he tried to play Adesanya's way. Okay. He tried to wait for that um one he, shot. Yeah, he 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 didn't come in aggressive at all. No, he I did think not. he was a lot more like try to wait for that right moment because Adesanya is really explosive and really unpredictable, mm-hmm. and he has that reach over him. Big height, reach, height and reach. I didn't know it was that bad. Is 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 a lot. Yeah, I think it's eighty to seventy two reach. Somewhat. So, yeah. So I mean, just that alone, and then Adesanya being so explosive, and he could just turn and. Freaking drop kick you at any moment, yeah. Did he look more lean to you? He, he looks super lean. He looked healthy, like lean, like lighter. And I think uh, the UFC posted on their Instagram. I want to say the th- his three last fights, he definitely looked smaller in this one. Mm-hmm. He looked elusive. He looked explosive. He looked lean. He looked focused. He was just 
cut down, like from top to bottom, focused. Right at Costa, what he needed to do. Would you argue Costa had an off night? Uh, I won't say he came in with a different game plan. I don't think it was off. I just think he doesn't. He didn't come in with the game plan he usually comes in because he usually fights people that he comes to him. Yeah, he brings the fight. Is usually people that are gonna stand up like fist to fist and go like go toe to toe. Yeah, go toe to toe with him. So I just feel like this one he tried to be a little bit smart. He didn't want to be predictable. He didn't want. Yeah, he didn't want to be predictable and get caught off guard. So I mean, that's how the senior fights, and uh, he caught him. He, he, I think he was uncomfortable in that way. But I think he felt like if he would have gone the way he usually fights, he would be unpredictable knowing what he's put on display and knowing Adesanya's IQ um, to leave himself out there and be countered and be dominated. But he ended up getting dominated regardless. And those leg kicks, man, I think, think he chopped the hell out of those legs. And you saw some cupping from from Acosta, so he definitely had like some some something going on there. Uh, maybe something had been bothering him. And if you're Adesanya, you see that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that leg is mine. Yeah. And and it was. He tore it up. He by the, just seconds before he got knocked down, he couldn't stand on it anymore. You could see he had the poker face, but he couldn't walk on it. He couldn't put that much weight on it. He looked very uncomfortable on in the way he was fighting. This was not Costa at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that that was the reason why he lost because I don't want to take anything away from Adesanya. Mm-hmm. He, he put on a clinic on how to beat a guy that's bigger than you, stronger than you, could argue maybe more skilled on the ground than you. But the fact that you had the mental capacity and the mental IQ – to break down a fighter from top to bottom, knowing his weaknesses, knowing his strengths, and vice versa, knowing your own, and to execute like that and put it on display and just make everybody sit back and say, wow, this dude is evolving before our very eyes. This dude is taking it to another level. Not only is he charismatic and very skilled, but he's just overall getting better. Yeah. And that's a scary thing to see. Because if you're asking for a rematch, which he is, Costa's asking for a rematch. Yeah. You better bring everything you got and you better throw the kitchen sink at this guy because if you thought this was bad, do you really want that again? You gotta think very hard before you ask because you just might get what you want. You get you just might get what you asked for. And it may not be the result you want at the end. Is this match worthy of a rematch, in your opinion? I want to say yeah, but probably not not right now. Okay, so you want, like I said, with between Reyes, like an in-between fight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to say probably a year. That's a big gap. Adesanya said he wants to get back in there before the end of the year. Exactly, him having another fight, and then we'll see what happens next year. And that's kind of interesting because he mentioned... There's a, there's there's another guy that he wants, right? Um Robert Whitaker is fighting. Uh Kerr, something with a C. You can look it up. He, uh, Robert Whitaker's next fight. He wants the winner from that. If the if the his opponent, the Robert Whitaker's opponent is wins convincingly 
and, and it makes sense for Adesanya to fight him because maybe I'm not I'm not downplaying his skill because I've never seen him fight before. I get I I I'll tell you that right now. But that's not like a big a big fight that you have to put like so much promotion behind it to to sell it. You I could be wrong. You may have to because of the uh, lack of interest between um, the other fighter or the lack of exposure of the other fighter. Adesanya is a star. Like you can sell Adesanya versus, uh, just and you can't just be just a, a random, but he can sell a fight. And your boy called him out. You talking about the uh, Jared Conner? Yeah, Con Conner, Conner, Conner. He if he wins convincingly, he'll be the next one. That's what Adesanya said. Um. That'd be good to watch. So that'd be good. And and if you remember the... Did you see the post fight? Or no? No, I didn't. When the post fight interview, he was complaining about his, his teammates. You know, I remember in the beginning I said that his te- two... I think two of his teammates from his gym were... Were... That also fought on the undercard. And he was complaining that both of those opponents happened to miss weight huh. of their opponents. And those opponents that miss weight ended up winning the fight. So I think there's a, I didn't know this, but if you miss weight, they take 30% of your earnings. Huh. And Adesanya was making the point, and he even, well, he was making the point on the side to Dana, but then when he got on the mic, he brought it up and said, instead of taking 30, some of, some of them will take that cut. Some of them will take that. Um, that pay cut and still fight that way if the opponent is willing to fight. But if you were to switch it, it was 30, 90 or something like that. Or where was he? Yeah, 30%. They take 30% if you, if you, um, if you miss weight. And he's like, you should do it 90%. That way you have that much more of it. I got to get down. Like 30%, maybe some people will take that. But 90%. You yeah. did all that to take away 90%? No, hell no. That's all he was saying. And I think that's fair because uh, it's an advantage. Yeah, yeah, if you definitely. come in heavier, that's unprofessional, first of all, first and foremost. Two, you win the fight because of a big advantage. Yeah. So that it's fair. I, I, I 100% agree with what he was saying. And the fact that he came out and defended his teammates, it shows what kind of guy he is. He really not only does not uh, put himself first, but he cares for the people around him. Yeah, definitely. And, and looks out for their best interests. So, so I salute him for that. And hopefully we get to see Adesanya for, um, before the end of the year. That'd be great. He's always fun to watch. So I, I don't mind seeing him fight. And before we get off this topic, I know I've gone multiple times against Adesanya over the year. I went against him for the Romero fight. I went against him for this fight. Not necessarily because I don't believe in him. I just felt like... Do you believe he's the Mayweather of UFC right now? What do you mean, Mayweather? Flashiness. His skills are... His fights lately have not been crazy. His last fight wasn't crazy. He went to unanimous decision. Uh, yeah, yeah. It definitely was. This one... And some people say it was boring. Th- this one? The last one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, sure, one, sure. this one was definitely better because he... His game plan worked. And, and, and he, all, not only was it one-sided, yeah, 
but it was just so master. It was just yeah. a, a clinic. Yeah, you cannot be mad at that. Yeah, this this was a show. this was a great fight. Yeah, and but do you do you think for him right now he's on he's undefeated mm-hmm. and he's young mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't are fifty fifty either you love him or you hate him. Okay. So do I think he's like the Mayweather? To me, I compare him to Mayweather because I mean his fights might sometimes not be exciting. But he knows how to win. I put it to you like this: There's a reason why he was on the UFC game, on the cover of the UFC game. Yeah. But he was he wasn't alone. Those two, you can argue that they they're they they're one and one, like one and one a or whatever. But they're they're there as far as the face of the UFC. We're not gonna get into that right now. But you I'm, don't think I, Adesanya? You can make an argument. Adesanya could be he, face of the UFC. Oh, Adesanya is definitely the face of the UFC in his division. There's, there's 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 so many divisions here. I mean, I mean you you can go by you can do, you can go down by champions and two of them stand out. Well, one of them is not even a champion, and but yet he's you know bringing in them dollars. Okay, well, but we, I'm, I'm just I, I didn't try to get I'm into just that. Saying, I'm just saying. I didn't try to get into I'm that. Just saying, but I, it's scary though. It's scary at the fact of how good he's coming. How, yeah. how hood he's become. I mean, how I said how hood. How good he's becoming. Adesanya. Uh, Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. Of how how good he's becoming. Um, you can tell his skill level is elevating. Definitely. Everything, all his game is elevating. I'm just yet to see him on the ground. That's my only, yeah. um, my, I guess, the question marks pop out when, when if they somebody questions his ground game or if even Costa, they get the rematch and he takes it to he the He was ground. a kickboxing champion, right? Uh, before before yeah. UFC. Yeah, he was kickboxing. I mean, I mean, his thing is kickboxing and... I mean, just like Khabib, Khabib's thing is the ground game. Yeah, but and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, let's just say. I mean, you he, haven't seen this guy's uh, ground, game. ground game. We haven't seen it. It's questionable. So if 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 he gets to the ground at one point with Costa, say they get the rematch, well, I don't know how good his ground game is. If I put my money on Adesanya because of what I've seen, that was a stand-up fight. It, it never went to the ground. Yeah. How good is his takedown defense? I don't know that much. So it it could be a toss up, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's my only concern. But other than that, dude's a star. Yeah, there's no there's no question about that. Um. This week, Holly Holm fights. Yeah. Holly Holm is to me. I think Holly Holm is a, a is a kind of like a cowboy, in my opinion. You think so? What I mean by that is on, on her way out. No. Oh. I knew you would say that, so that's why I gotta explain myself. Okay. What I mean is uh, a fan favorite is what I mean. Like, uh, you, you look forward to seeing her you, fight. You respect you, her you resume. Res, you, res, you respect her resume. Yeah. You respect her game, her journey. Yeah, so she's not somebody that you just look on the car like, oh, Holly Holm. Eh, uh. yeah. Some people might, but the people that really like the UFC, they respect what she's done. To knock down arguably the, one of the best UFC women fighters that's ever been, um, you deserve. Do you uh, think he re- she retired her? Someone was bound to. But do you think it was her? No. No. Amanda Nunes did that. Yeah. She embarrassed her the following fight. And it's just like, that's it. You're over. That was, if I'm not mistaken, that was her last fight yeah. against Amanda Nunes. But she's fighting. Irene Aldana. Kind of sounds like your last name. Yeah. So you might want to go for her. Uh, she She's from Mexico. She's from Mexico. I think she's from Sinaloa. If I'm not mistaken, nice. And uh, she she's come she's been coming up. I saw a little mini docu series of her just before we got here and uh, before we started recording. And 
to be honest, I've never heard of her as much as I like UFC. But this is what intrigues me every time I watch somebody that I've never seen before. Like, wh- how good are you? Um, one a plus that I like that she's Mexican, huh? so you know that that gets me going. I, I like a Mexican fighter because not just because they're Mexican, but at the same time, yes, because they're Mexican. But in the UFC, it lacks that. Like in 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 boxing, a Mexican fighter is 50%. very common. I want to very say common. Probably fifty percent. Yeah, but in UFC, it's not common. Right. That's not. I want to say there's what like three well-known Mexican. Uh, UFC fighters that are Mexican, Mexican. They were like Mexican, like Mexican, Mexican, like from Mexico. I know because uh, there's a lot of people that are from, like a lot of fighters that are from California that are like Mexican American. American. Yeah, no, we're talking about straight from the motherland. Yeah, um, I know uh, what's his name. There's another dude, Gael Rodriguez or something. Like that. I think that's his name. Like, I, think he, I think he's from Durango or something. He's Mexican. I, I root for him because he's Mexican. Yeah. So. He was supposed to fight somebody big. Oh, the uh, there's a dude that you won't be able to pronounce his name because I probably won't. I, I had to hear it again. But he's like the he looks like Abraham Lincoln. Mm. Whoever mm. listens to this and watches the UFC, you know who I'm talking about. He looks like the Arab, the Muslim Abraham Lincoln, and that's with no offense at all, no no disrespect. He was supposed to fight him. It would have been a hell of a fight. And and it's going to be good when it does happen because they've been going back and forth. So that's very, very interesting to watch. For the diehards, you know what I'm talking about. Um, So this fight intrigues me because you got somebody that's a veteran. And she's a fan favorite, in my opinion, against a Mexican trying to put on for her country at the same time trying to get some exposure to the Mexican fighters that they can also also uh, become champions and be ranked and get at least a title shot. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rooting for her. I, even though I like Holly Holm and I respect Holly Holm, I got to go for the Mexican. So Irene, my vote is for you. Hopefully you pull it off. Um, and I hope this is not the end because you did say uh, Holly Holm could be retiring or just just going off the comparison that I gave about Cowboy gave, gave you that notion or that that feel that she might she's be on just her been, way she's out. She's just been around for so long. She's they, been around. I mean, either not 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 in a bad way, like she's not winning, but I mean, she's just, the she's, best. she's 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 fought enough. She's been in in the UFC for a while. She retired. Well, she helped you know retire uh, Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Uh, she impressed us when she did that. Yeah, when definitely. she when she knocked when she beat. Ronda, like um, in the fashion that she did, yeah, she's she's been the champion. She's yeah, she's definitely been a champion. So I mean, I want to say she's uh, respected in 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 the business. Definitely respected, and I mean, you wouldn't want you wouldn't mind seeing her, you know, like take either some time off, mm-hmm. and because uh, there's some. The, I want to say the girl UFC fighters, the women UFC fighters. Are no joke. Are you know like they are definitely impressive to watch. Definitely, and, and there's is, there's so many of them that are coming up lately. And this is the only sport, to be honest, where men, speaking myself as a man, don't mind being a card headlined by a female. Uh-huh. We don't care, you know. There's been times where Amanda Nunes headlines over other people, over male fighters, and and the 
the UFC fans don't care because that's a fight. Thug Rhodes versus uh, Joanna Yunjeche. If they put that on the main event, that that was what which they did. That can headline the main event, and people would buy the pay per view just to see that fight. You mean to tell me people are not going to see Zhang Wei Li versus Thug Rose mm-hmm. main event? Of course, definitely. That's a fight to watch. So they're headlining this fight, and and I think it's fair, and I think it's a worthy main event. The people that love the UFC, it's, this fight is free. It's on ESPN. I cannot tell you if it's on ESPN Plus. I want to say it's on ESPN, it's on ESPN, Plus. ESPN Plus. So it's, I think it's, it should be on ES, on regular ESPN too. I think the prelims, but then it'll, it'll switch to ESPN Plus because there's no reason why you should have a ESPN deal when you should be taking advantage of the ESPN ESPN Plus subscription. Yeah. So it makes sense. Uh, but this whole Fight Island month is stacked, bro. It's yeah. stacked. Like. This is a wonderful time for the UFC. Dana White went in. You want you want to know how to win during a pandemic? You call Dana White. This is why I feel this same this same reaction that the UFC got during the pandemic when they were the only people around. I believe baseball could have gotten if they would have gotten it together and came to an agreement and started before all the other sports because. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know that the MLB playoffs started last yesterday. Night, postseason started yesterday. Um, Yankees won. The Yankees won. The White Sox won. Um, the Astros won. And the I'm missing one more team. And the Rays won. That's uh, so. Those are today. Dodgers lost. They haven't played. Oh, they played today. They start playing today. You're right. So, there's a lot of teams. This, 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 uh, there's games going on right now. So, mm-hmm. um, the Astros could win tonight and advance. It's the best two out of three. So that's it. Makes it interesting, definitely. And for the Astros to win, bro, you talking about? You talking about? I actually headlines. Thought, I actually thought they were gonna get uh, suspended. Suspended from postseason. From post-season. Participation, yeah, I mean, but nah, you can't keep them from that. But a lot of people, for sure, are rooting against them. For sure, that's no question. Okay, bro, quick, let's talk, uh, Charlos, real quick. Um, the Charlos also fought, uh, Jamel and Jamal Charlo also fought this weekend. Um, I know a lot of people didn't get to watch it because it happened. You could have watched it if you if you're really a diehard boxing fan like myself. Mm-hmm. I love boxing, so uh, of course I wanted to see this because. I feel bad for boxing. Boxing mm-hmm. has had a bad pandemic time. Like, it's been bad for boxing. They don't have the same success as the UFC during this time. But the Charlos came back with some amazing fights. You know, uh, Jermel, if I'm not mistaken, fought Sergey Derevinchenko. I can't pronounce his name, even if I got paid. Der, but you you're looking at it. Yeah, Derbenchenko. Okay, who did he fight? Jermel or Jamal? I think it was Jermel. Hold on. Um, I want to say is Jermel. Jamal. Oh. Sorry. Jamal Charlo remains yeah. undefeated. Yeah, Jamal Charlo. I'm sorry. It, it's gonna take me some time. Just to know off the top of my head. I know I can tell. Them I wish they would have different hair. I, well, I can tell them apart just by looking at them. Who, who is who? Like, who is the 160 pounder? Who's the 155, 54 pounder? 
but by name, I it's hard, it's hard for me to I, I get confused. I'm sorry. They have literally almost the same exact name. And uh, so he fought first, <laughs> from what I hear. Coin flip and Jermail hmm. got the main event against Rosario. So the Dervianchenko fight was amazing. I liked it. I loved it. They went the distance. Arguably, uh, Jamal's toughest fight thus far. Um, no credit. I mean, this is criticism or critique just because I've seen his fights. Mm-hmm. If he fights Canelo Alvarez, he, he will lose. I'm sorry. Canelo? Yeah, no. Jamal? He will lose. Are they in the same weight? Yes. Uh, well, Canelo can fight him because he can come down to 160 pounds. But we're, Canelo we're, wants to fight at 168 pounds. Super okay. middleweight. And he has the WBC belt because Canelo got the franchise champion. That's what it was called. I think one podcast, we couldn't remember what that was called. Uh, he got the franchise champion, which I, I'm not too much of a fan of, but I understand it uh, when you're so keen to fight somebody else. And, but yet you're getting forced to fight. You know, a lot of fighters hate mandatories. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel like it's a waste of time sometimes. Unless it's, like, really worth your time. And that's how Jamal, uh, Jamal Charlo got his WBC belt. Because Canelo let it go. Ended up being the franchise champion. Which is, fuck. I'm sorry. But it's stupid. I hate the fact of how many belts there is in boxing. You know, UFC is one belt. You got to go after one guy. And that's it. There ain't no WBO, ain't no WBC, ain't no WBA regular I franchise, mean. diamond, uh, whatever. Like yeah. it's too much. It's too much. Everybody's a champion now. Um, Do so, you think it is because of being worldwide? That I mean, like right now we have, well, in heavyweight we have all the all the titles out there in Europe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely worldwide, but you could you you could still have one one champion like how UFC has the rankings. You have the champion and you have the rankings, so it could be an interim champion just to know who's going to be the number one contender, and then after that you fight the main champion. But I mean, that's not it's it's a long shot and it's a lot to ask for in boxing. But Devinchenko was definitely a good fight. He he posed pressure. Uh, he definitely was um, got toe up. Yeah, he definitely got pretty pretty beat up. But he's very tough. He's he doesn't go anywhere. He's yeah. he definitely got rocked. He got stunned in a couple of in a couple of rounds. I but, mean, you could tell by his face at the end of the fight. But if you say what you want, Jamal Charlo had already won the fight. But if you saw the last round, the twelfth round, but there Dravinchenko was giving him hell, like to the point where I was worried that the ref was going to stop the fight. He was taking that much punishment, like he was just going in when he got on the inside and he was just swinging and he was catching him. And Jamal Charlo was trying to uh, Jamal Charlo was trying to move away, but he was getting caught bad. He was getting caught, and I I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they had 15 more seconds to the round or 20 more seconds. I think Jamal Charlo would have tried to hold on for dear life because he was getting he was getting pretty punished pretty bad. Um, but he took the win as I expected him to. I expected him to win. I knew I just expected this to be a very competitive fight. Take him to deep waters. How how does he look? We don't know how he looks when he uh, when he feels adversity, but I did see how he reacted when he felt adversity in that last round, and it wasn't very good. You fight Canelo, which you've been calling Canelo out for a long time, and I get that you you want that fight, but Canelo would would show you why he's the pound for pound best fighter in the world right now, and and 
he can show it to you. And you're definitely you're dealing with a different animal when it comes to him. Criticize him as much as you want. Pick his resume apart, doesn't matter. But when you it's not the same when you're criticizing him outside the ring to when you criticize him when you got a date against him and you mm-hmm. have a, a a fight put in place and you're gonna fight him. Now you all that talk is great when you don't have to fight up. But when you have a date, I hope you keep that same energy speaking about that man because that man is the truth. And people know it as much as they don't want to give him credit for. And then you had Jamel Charlo fight uh, Jason Rosario. Yeah. Uh, that fight was pretty. It was a short one. It was short. It was good in the mid rounds. Uh, I think it was it stopped in the sixth round. I want to say it was the sixth round. And uh, Rosario was, uh, he's still young, but he was giving him some, some, some action. He was knocked down. The first one was knocked down was bullshit. I, I give it to you like that. He literally stepped out the ring and almost was, he lost his balance and he's falling. But Jamel hits him with like a, a hit as he's falling, counted it as a knockdown. I was like, oh, come on now. That's not a knockdown. But they counted it as a knockdown. And then he tried to hold, he was holding his own, but then he took punishment, ended up getting knocked down with a body shot, which with a jab to the body. And. Something must have gone wrong because he, I think, in my opinion, he went down a little too easy. Maybe he was looking for a way out. But at the end of the day, Jamal Charlo ends up winning, ends up getting his belt. He's he just needs one more belt, and he unifies the whole division. That's crazy. Never did I think he would be the guy to unify that weight class, and and I'm not taking it away from him. In my opinion, he's fought more competition and more quality competition than his own brother. And he seems to be the crazy one. Mm. He seems to be the one that's less, um, he's more immature, if if you want to use that word. But he's fought the better competition, mm-hmm. for sure. He's a heavier one, is he? He's the lighter one. Lighter one? Yeah. Okay. He's had more, more pay-per-view, definitely more pay-per-view buys, but he's definitely had more tension, especially because you know you have that, that anger. He's very, he's very aggressive. And he can build the fight, and if his uh, opponent can build it with him and sell it, like they did the last one with Tony Harrison, well, that was press conferences were a must watch when it came to that. Um, but he ended up winning, and now he beats Jason Rosario. Now he just needs one to unify the whole the whole division and maybe move up. But there's a lot of fighters there, and a lot of fun fights that I would like to see him fight that day. I mean, in that division before he moves up. Okay, let's, before we get out of here, let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about something that um, a lot of people don't like, but that they wouldn't mind watching, right? So there's a rumor saying Pacquiao will fight McGregor this I, year. I am not paying for that again. But do you mind that? In in or or who looks worse in your opinion doing this? Because we spoke about it earlier about yeah. how uh, boxing is turning into. A, a carnival entertainment which it boxing sports are entertainment but it it's also a sport it's, it's a also sport. To, is to be taken serious all these youtube fights i'm not a fan of that i don't like that and i get you're trying to get views and you're trying to do all that but that's it doesn't do anything for the sport yeah with this mcgregor brings in his fans uh has his supporters pacquiao is a fan favorite yeah it makes sense it will definitely do numbers, 
But are fans willing to, like you said, pay for what feel, you've already I seen? I feel like after we've seen Mayweather and McGregor, I don't think that many fans are interested in this. And the way Pacquiao beat Keith Thurman, a real boxer. Yeah. Yeah. What is McGregor supposed to do when he's very inactive? And it's going to be a boxing fight, right? It's not It's not going to be in the... Uh, it can't be in the octagon. Uh Nah, I'm not interested in it. No, no, you could do without it. I don't. I wouldn't care to watch that. I'll. I'll go to sleep early that night. I. W- I, w- I would watch it. I will catch I would the highlights it. the next day. I would watch it. Um, but I'm like I said, I could. Li- I could live without it. I could do without it. I wouldn't mind if it didn't happen. Now, if it's happening and I'm just happen to be, would you pay for it? No, absolutely not. Okay. No, but I would watch it. I think it's gonna be a snore fest. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna be exciting, uh, just like Mayweather and McGregor, McGregor was last time. All right, a lot of people said the same thing when Andy Ruiz fought Anthony Joshua, thinking Joshua was just gonna steamroll through that. No, well, I mean that there was, was a lot of phones trying to look up the highlights. Like, what the hell happened? Like, it could be one of those. You never know. Nah, you don't think this, so? I don't think this will get. Anywhere near that. You think he stopped, He loses before, like he lost to Mayweather, like before those rounds? I can't remember exactly off the top of my head what round he lost in, but. Is it, like, it going to be 12 rounds? I would assume so. I would assume so. I mean, there's no fight that, the McGregor one was 12 rounds. The I'm, Mayweather I mean, one? the Mayweather, was excuse it? me. Yeah, that was 12 rounds, but it didn't go 12 rounds, but it was scheduled for 12 rounds. But. Yeah. Uh, I guess, like, like we said, we 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 can do without it. I think there's better fights that could be made, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get Pacquiao wants to make a check to donate it for his country, which you know, can't blame him for that. Yeah, can't knock him for that. And the fact that McGregor's involved, I was gonna say, if Dana White were to schedule a pay per view on this fight, people are gonna watch the UFC regardless. But yeah. the fact that he has a UFC fighter. Even though he's retired and ranked number five in his weight class, which is weird, um, he won't do anything. He'll he'll build around this fight, around this card. He'll put stuff on there. Well, no, he can't. This will this will be like his uh, comeback fight before his actual comeback fight. You talking about McGregor? Yeah, I mean, you already have one with Cowboy. And I don't think that counts. Okay, well, that did bring a lot of hype, but it, I I want to say it was. Expected. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, he was definitely the favorite. He, he was he was definitely favored in that fight. But yeah, I mean that's our that's our opinion on all these topics. Don't forget, please follow us on Twitter on the We We Could Be Wrong podcast. Follow us on Instagram, We Could Be Wrong podcast. Uh, catch us on game days, especially for the Cowboys for live tweets, um, for dialogue, for. Um, commentary on what we think during the games during the fights and ufc fights check us out during this week's fight and yeah give us a support the podcast and yeah this is our this is our topics these are our views these are our opinions you may agree you may not agree but that's the whole point of this podcast this is the we could be wrong podcast we'll catch y'all next week take it easy man one love